All of us have something we want to succeed at. Maybe it's winning a gold medal or a championship. Maybe it's having a relationship that feels committed and loving. Maybe it's starting our own business. If you succeeded at this thing, you would consider it a win. But sometimes it seems like no matter how hard we try, we can't succeed at this thing. There's something standing in between you and whatever it is that you want. What the hell is that about? Okay, throughout the course of this episode, I'm going to use a ton of sports analogies. The reason is, is that these sports analogies are not only accurate, they're also very easy to understand. You can easily take a sports analogy and apply it to your own situation, even if your own situation doesn't actually apply to sports specifically. In every athlete's career, there's a certain point at which they know all the skills, all of those technical, physical aspects that go into performing the sport well. They've got it down, and so does everyone else in the field. So what is it that separates the person who's winning from the person who's ranking 30th in the world or 300th in the world? What I'm going to tell you is it's not something you can see. It also isn't fate or luck. It's the amount of resistance that a player holds to the very thing they want. Now at first, when I tell you that you have resistance to the very thing you think you want, you might be taken aback. Wait, how is that possible? I've wanted a gold medal since I was four years old. There is no way that any part of me doesn't want that or is pulling against it. Yeah, but yes, there is. And many of these keys are hidden deep within your subconscious mind, which is why you're not aware of them. To understand resistance, I want you to think of a game of tug of war, but between two clones of yourself. On one side is the thing you want, on the other side is the opposite of the thing you want. So we could say on one side is you standing on a podium with a gold medal in your hands, and on the other is losing all of your sponsorships and failing to the degree that you have to commit your life to something you don't want to do. Resistance is any thought, belief, word, desire, or action that pulls in the opposite direction of what you want. It is the aspect of you that is pulling in another direction from where you think you want to go. If you think of this tug-of-war analogy, most people who don't understand how resistance works would say, oh, all you got to do is just add more energy to the side that's going in the direction of winning. You just got to make it so they win and overpower the opposition. Uh-oh. Because in this scenario, that aspect is inside you. So you can't overpower an aspect of yourself without harming yourself. It also doesn't work because anything you resist in this universe persists because you can't focus on something, which is what your subconscious mind is doing. It's focusing on whatever it is that's causing you to resist without feeding it energy. So in fact, pulling against whatever it is that's preventing you from success is adding to it. In other words, you don't need to figure out how to become more successful. You don't need to hire a better coach or learn better skills or eat different food. All you need to do is to figure out what that resistance actually is and start dealing with that resistance directly in an integrative way. When you do this, there is nothing preventing you from what you want. There is no momentum or force pulling against it. And so you get it. Now, resistance could be a great many things. Therefore, it's our job and the job of any great coach, whether it's an athletic coach or a spiritual coach, to figure out exactly what that resistance is that is pulling in the opposite direction of what you are saying that you want so much.
The next thing that I'm going to say, this needs to become like a mantra that you live by. There is a reason that an aspect of you is pulling in the opposite direction of what you want. It's because it thinks that doing so is actually in your best interests. We need to start to adopt the concept that your body, your being, your mind, your emotions never actually does anything that is against you. It's only ever doing something for you. But what do we know from people that love us around us? A lot of times when people think they're loving us, it comes across to us as hurting us. For example, let's imagine that a tennis player was pushed into playing the game at age five. This is the only way to get love from one of their parents. One part of her wants to get that love and so wants to win. But one side of her knows this isn't real love and so this side doesn't want to win. This side wants to be done with the game so she can find love that is real, not love that is conditional upon performance. One part of her thinks winning is her best interests. The other thinks it's the opposite of her best interests. We have to consider that every form of resistance that our being holds is actually being held because some part of us thinks it is in our best interests. To understand more about this, watch my video on YouTube titled The Hidden Positive Intention, The Key to Letting Go. In fact, this is one of the most common forms of resistance we have to success. I call it the why the hell am I doing this resistance. When we don't actually know our authentic selves, and so some voice within us that we're not actually hearing, we're just feeling impulses, is saying, this isn't actually what I want to do. I, I don't even know what I want to do. I may want to go in a completely different direction than this. Obviously, that type of thinking or that type of inner calling is not conducive to us going in the direction that we're currently going. When all of us, I mean all parts of us, are not on board with the direction that we're going or with a goal, it's obvious that we're not going to get there very fast. Just think of a bunch of people sitting in a canoe where half of them are paddling right and half of them are paddling left. You're lucky if that canoe just spins, much less stays stuck where it is. <laughs> when we are in this type of pattern, what it starts to seem like is that we're sabotaging ourselves. Even our bodies start to seem like they are sabotaging us. This sabotage is actually our inner being trying to make us aware of why we're really doing what we're doing and of what we really want. And oftentimes it's frightening to admit to. For example, we might want to be a doctor because we were led to believe we needed the status and income to be valued by others. Inside, we actually hate the job. Succeeding as a doctor when part of us hates it is not going to happen. Along these same lines, for a lot of athletes, winning is not really about winning. It's about not losing. It's about avoiding a consequence. So when they step up to the starting line of a race, for example, what's going through their being is, Oh my gosh, my entire self-concept is built upon this. If I lose, I lose all of it. I lose love. I lose being valued by other people. Much of this is highly subconscious. So it's understandable then why so much of the anxiety around performance happens in these athletes. And it's understandable why these athletes, regardless of how hard they train, they aren't winning. Because when they're stepping up to the starting line, they're not so excited for the fun of the race. They're so desperately trying to avoid the consequences of losing that race. 
In some of these athletes, if you manage to release the resistance by reprogramming them to see that there is no consequence of losing, they actually find their love of the game and start winning. However, in other athletes, they may realize the entire reason they were racing or playing in the first place is because their self-concept was dependent on being in the role of a racer or of a competitor, and they quit because they realize they don't actually like the game or the competition itself. Even though the real good resistance is hidden deep within the subconscious mind, you can play with your conscious mind to see where the resistance resides. Now, yet again, resistance is any thought, any word, any belief, any desire, any action that pulls in opposition to whatever it is that you're saying that you want. So you can watch even your conscious thoughts for which one pulls against what you want and which one is offering energy to what you want. You can watch any action you take for what is adding to what you want or to the resistance. So for example, let's say that you want a championship in tennis. As long as you actually believe the thought, the thought of I can trust my body to know what to do feels like relief. And so that's your indication that you are going in the direction of success. The thought, oh my God, there are so many people watching me feels like tension. And so it pulls you in the opposite direction of success. One is resistance. The other isn't. The behavior of punishing yourself and getting super angry at yourself for a missed serve feels like tension in the body. It is resistant in nature. The behavior of using a missed serve to remind you to make a small correction to your serve feels like relief in the body. That's your indication it's pulling you towards success. Sleeping well the night before a game is pulling you towards success. Getting completely drunk in the night before the game is an action that's aligned with the resistance to success. So you see how this kind of goes. You can see even on a conscious level how every thought you think, every word you say, every action you take, everything you believe either goes in the direction of your success or pulls towards resistance. Now, with this last analogy, some of you are confused. This is where you think you have me beat, right? Because you're like, wait a minute. There are some people who are able to drink a bunch of alcohol and then win the game the next day. How the hell is that working? Here's two scenarios for you. And this will let you into more of how resistance works. Let's say you have an athlete who's super, super anxious. They have so many negative emotions about the game and before the game that what they do is when they drink, it causes them to release resistance. They get rid of some of those feelings and emotions that were holding them in opposition to it. And so by drinking alcohol or doping or doing any other type of drug, those emotions that were holding them to the resistance are let go of. So they flow in the direction of what they wanted, which was to succeed, and without the resistance, they do. But here's another potential scenario. I've seen a lot of athletes that were born into families where there is no option except for winning. These children are literally trained to win. Everything in them is identified with it. They don't actually want it. Because of this, they take actions to sabotage their performance. For these athletes, failing is actually winning for the core of themselves. They find it as hard to fail as other athletes find it hard to win. These athletes are often the ones who can go on a drinking binge or sleep with prostitutes all night and still win the game the next morning. And in fact, when they do, they feel the same way towards it that other athletes would feel if they lost the game. So now that you have somewhat of an idea about what resistance is, you can play a game to discover more of what's in your subconscious mind as it applies to resistance. 
What I want you to do is to close your eyes and do a visualization. In this visualization, I want you to think about what it is that you want so incredibly desperately badly. So it doesn't matter whether this is relationships, doesn't matter whether it's a career goal, doesn't matter whether it's a sports goal, you have to see yourself in the place of having what you want. So for example, I will close my eyes and I'll visualize myself standing with a giant trophy on the podium, if that's what I want. Now you'll notice that it feels really good for a little bit and then pretty soon that enthusiasm starts to wane, you start to lose it a little bit. This is the perfect opportunity to find the aspect of you that is in resistance to that thought. So with your eyes still closed, you ask mentally within yourself, I want to see the aspect of me that is resisting this. So you imagine either a black or a white room with nothing in it. And you want to see the aspect of you within that room that is in resistance to that thing you think you're wanting. There is a potential that there will be more than one aspect of you that shows up. But from there, your job is to familiarize yourself with them and talk to them lovingly and help them lovingly like you would talk to or help another person. Your aim is to know everything you can know about this part, its fears, its needs, its motives. Don't approach it with the attitude of it being wrong or bad or weak or any other negative judgment. This only adds resistance to resistance. Your aim is to integrate it into the rest of you. In fact, doing this is the only way you have a chance of success. For example, let's say the part of me that's resisting a gold medal shows up in that room as a little child that's hiding in the corner of the room. I might go over to her, pick her up in my lap, hold her, and acknowledge that I see that she is hiding and afraid and maybe even ashamed. She might eventually tell me that she feels like she doesn't belong in the competition because all the other people seem like they aren't afraid and like it's easy for them. She might tell me that she feels like she's alone. I would first validate the fact that she's completely and totally right to feel that way because it's understandable why she would feel that way. Then I would help her to see that everyone is actually feeling the same way. They're just hiding it because everyone's afraid to look like the one who's afraid. Then I would ask her if she actually wants to do the competition or if she wants to stay in a pocket or a safe place to let my adult self be the one who competes. If she wants to be present with me for the competition, I might see who in this world would make her feel the least alone. Maybe it's a grandmother or a superhero or a mentor. I would imagine bringing that person into the room with us so this little child aspect of us can feel companionship and taken care of, so all the pressure is off of her. My aim is to help this aspect of me in a way where that aspect of me feels good about what I want. But we have to be open to the idea that this aspect of us might make us see that we don't actually want what we think we want. Either way, we will be experiencing greater truth about ourselves. If we want genuine success, it's important that we see that we are not just one being. Within us are these multiple fragments of aspects of ourselves. Once we start to recognize this, we can realize that we have the capability of developing a positive relationship with these other selves within us. We also can make the choice to put some in places mentally where they want to be while other aspects of us go do something they don't want to do. This is very beneficial, not just for your success in life, but also especially for your performance if you're an athlete. Because the last thing you want on a tennis court, for example, is a five-year-old child. It is crucial that we have the bravery to admit to the authenticity that resides within ourselves. Now this takes immense bravery. Why? Because we may have been going in a direction for 
as many years as we've been alive and have to admit that we have no freaking idea whether we want to go in that direction. Knowing our authentic truth means sometimes we have to shift course after we've put every possible effort that we can put into something. Now we have to make it okay for people to do this in the world as well. We have to make it okay for each other. So many parents and so many coaches, for example, if you're looking at the sports world, they will never let their children actually think about whether they want to do it or not. Now they think this is good. They think this is them actually creating success in this child, but it isn't. Because there's nothing worse than trying to motivate somebody to do something that not all of them is on board with. I mean, you know how successful it is when you try to convince someone to spend time with you when they don't want to. That's the same thing as when somebody's trying to convince you to succeed at something you don't want to succeed at. Not all of you is on board. And so there will be aspects of you that sabotage you. There will be resistance. So many athletes end up in a battle between themselves, their coaches, and anybody else involved, like parents or team members. Because only a part of the athlete is actually invested in the game and continually burns out or gets injuries because of it. Now in the best case scenario, the resistance that somebody actually has to their game or their version of success is not actually the truth that they don't want to do it. They really, really do. It's just some belief or some action or somebody they're trying to stay close to that makes it so that they hold resistance to the thing that they actually want. Now I'm going to tell you something. Even the truth, I have no idea what I want, brings you a hundred times closer to success than having no idea. We all have aspects of us that are pulling in the opposite direction of what we want or what we think we want. It is only by becoming conscious of these aspects that we can work with them to find alignment so that all of us is on board with what we really want. From this day forward, I want you to adopt the thinking that when it comes to any goal you have, that within you are two versions of you, or more potentially, that are pulling in opposite directions. One is pulling towards the thing you want, one is pulling in the opposite direction of what you want. Our goal is to get them to go willingly and happily in the same direction, so no tug of war is taking place within us. Succeeding and winning seems difficult, but it is really as simple as that. If you find whatever it is that is causing the resistance to the thing you want, and you deal with that directly, winning is inevitable. Have a good week.